0: You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every
1: day. Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here from the Locked On Nationals podcast. It is Tuesday, June 22nd, 2021. And on today's show, Dan Wilson of Locked On Phillies joins me to preview the Nationals and Phillies two-game set. Coming up in Philadelphia in the middle of the week here, Tuesday, Wednesday series. So we'll preview that. We discuss Major League Baseball, changing some rules and some other things as well. Fun conversation. Hope you all enjoy. All right, uh, when the Phillies and the Nationals play, that means that Dan Wilson, the host of Locked On Phillies, and myself, Josh Neighbors, the host of Locked On Nationals, join forces. Dan, you're smart because. Ryan Finkelstein of Locked on Mets uh, declined my invitation to do a crossover show before the Mets national series paid for it dearly. the that's one, three or four. It's a smart move by you. Uh, well,
0: we've done crossovers each of the past two Phillies national series and the Phillies have won both of those series.
1: Yeah. So, there you so go. what uh,
0: you're, what you're telling me is yes.
1: Don't flake on me. Don't, don't, don't. Well, what, Ryan didn't flake. Ryan just had another episode planned. Uh, what, so, what, you know.
0: what you're telling me is, is that, Locked on hosts who cross over with you are guaranteed to have their teams beat up on the Nationals, and those who don't actually lead the Nationals to wins.
1: Yeah, except for the, the Diamondbacks, which they well, should.
0: Diamond- really. <laughs> They're just so bad.
1: Like, I remember that conversation with a uh, friend, Lord Thomas, and he was like, "Well, I think the Diamondbacks are trying to be good." I'm like, no, the Diamondbacks are not trying to be good. Pavin Smith's your best player, and you—you you and I are both familiar with Estevan Cabrera. We know if he's hitting three or four for you, your team's not in a good spot. Not great. The Nationals—the you know, Nationals, the, 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 the Nationals had him hitting three and four, uh, you know, at times over the last few years. So, yeah. But um, I think you the, last time that, the last Go time ahead. the
0: Diamondbacks won a road game, I think we were still campers, uh, you know, like yeah, 10 we were years ago. Camp, yes. Yeah. Uh,
1: which is hilarious. And they're horrible. Uh, also horrible. The Sixers last night. So you, you were joking before we got on here. The talk of Philadelphia sports definitely is the Phillies right now. Right. That's that's what everybody cares about.
0: Yeah, everyone's really buzzing uh, on the radio and on TV and on Twitter today about the Phillies losing two of three in San Francisco, which I, I mm. can totally understand. But no, yeah, it's it's not a great day here in Philly. I was at the Sixers game last night. Uh, didn't get home till around 6 a.m. because I immediately, you know, I just, I just grind it out, right? This is the business. Uh, immediately went into the offices at 94 WIP, cutting up some audio, a lot of juicy end of season mm. press conferences, highlights, uh, of course, the play of the game that everyone's talking about is Ben Simmons passing up a dunk. But, you know, you got to put that in the, the rear view mirror, at least here for like 20, 30 minutes. I can talk about the Phillies because now we have 500 baseball to carry us for the rest of the summer. Who, who needs the Sixers, right?
1: Well, 500 baseball, it can be the thing about it, it can be changed in a day, right? Because one day you're below, next day you're above. So, uh, well, but yes. Okay. So, well, it has been
0: changed. Yeah. The, the Phillies are a game below 500, which history tells us. That means they'll win tomorrow versus the Nats, get to 500. It's, it's one step forward, one step back, constantly treading water. They might go on a little, they might skid. They might go on a little bit of a run. Road struggles continue. They go two and four on this road trip against the Dodgers and the Giants, which I get it. it's too difficult. NL West teams and it's a West Coast trip, but they were playing really well in the month of June. Against seven and two, I believe it was. They were seven and two on the month heading into that stretch and now you just drop four games and it's like you're back to 500 it's hard to really buy into this team and I've mentioned this a couple of times it's hard to really buy into this team when you see them go on you know a streaky homestand because you know the second they go on the road or play some legitimate teams it's just gonna revert back to the mean here and the Nationals fortunately are a team that the Phillies have beat up on here a little bit you know they so they the Phillies and Nats Played in the second week of May at Nats Park. And then they played three at Citizens Bank Park earlier this month. And the Phillies hadn't won a single series in between those two series. Like it was three weeks apart. And then they won that national series. And then they took two of three from the Braves and they won two from the Yankees. And everyone was like, oh, the Phillies are playing good baseball. Like they're hot. And then they go to LA, lose two of three. They go to San Francisco, lose two of three. And now we're back, I don't want to say to square one, but back where the Phillies were. And hopefully they can, it's two games. Against the Nationals here. Hopefully, they can take two. The Nationals have obviously struggled this season, but well, they're playing record, a lot but it's, Oh, it's I was going to say, record wise, they, yeah. they, they were struggling more when they played in the last two times. Record wise, they're a game back of the Phillies.
1: Well, it's just, it's the funny part is that you and I talked for the season, and we had said that these two teams felt pretty similar about where they are in the standings.
0: And at the end of the day, maybe that's exactly where they I the mean, they are, ends. they're
1: both on pace to be right now, like around 500, which is what we thought they would be. And miss out in the playoffs, so that's kind of where both teams are now. I would like to say this: uh, our other friends are laden and 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 um, Dylan Short, locked on Braves. You know to say, oh, the Nationals. You know we knew they're going to be bad. I mean, like this. Look, it was not going to be dreadful forever. Now the weird part is, it's been pitching of Eric Fetty and Joe Ross at times. It's kind of helped them out as of late, but um, you know. You go back to those Phillies series and the one at Nats Park, I, bl- I the Phillies came from behind in one of the games. And then I think the two two of the wins – well, because the Nats won the Friday night game at, at Citizens Bank. Um, then the Nationals, like, they should have won two or three, right? I think the Phillies are four and two. The Phillies are
0: minutes. great at that, by the way. They have a number of times have either won game one in the series, lost the next two, or lost game one in the series – Lost. One game one, lost the next two, lost game one, won the next two. Game one, I'd have to sit here and run the math on it as I sit with my schedule here in front of me. But game one for the Phillies this year has not been super indicative of who's actually going to win the series.
1: Yeah, it's, it's kind of a, one of those weird things, right? You get off to a good – good other team gets off to a good start and then uh, other team rallies. And the – you know, what's interesting now is that, look, the, the Nationals are playing good baseball, but they have not been doing that on the road. Um, they won in the last week set, uh, six of the last seven games. I just think it's seven of the last eight dating back to Sunday. Um, so' playing pretty good baseball right now now. Three of those were against the Pirates, but they did take three of four from the first place Mets. So uh, once again, I think the Mets, this week, they're getting back McNeil, Davis, and Conforto, I believe. So I think we're about to see who that team really is and not to mention Carrasco. Um,
0: they've been plagued with injuries and they've sat in first place. Yeah. I mean, basically the entire time.
1: Yeah. And their offense has not been great, but their pitching has been absolutely phenomenal so far this year. So I think it's a two game series, but I think for the Phillies, this one's kind of about getting back on, on schedule. I think for the nationals, you're looking to split because then you've got four in Miami and nationals do beat up on bad teams. So I think for them, it's it's just not about – don't drop two. Uh, keep that good momentum and give yourself a little bit of, you know, still, are, okay, you, you want a to have your last ten. Uh, they are eight and two in their last ten right now. So, you can kind of keep that momentum going into that. That's what it's what you want. For the Phillies, I mean, Dan, it just seems like they need – you know, they're trying to – you want to get two in a row so you can get your head back above 500.
0: Well, that's the name of the game. I was going to ask, what do you attribute the most to this – recent nationals winning streak because for the Phillies it was all the things they had been doing poorly if you look back a week ago they started to hit the ball they actually have been hitting the ball better in the month of June and one thing that you've noticed all around baseball is just the offense I get it's the middle of summer but it is basically really sparked here since the spider Tax story came out I forget what the exact number is but batting averages up like I think 20 points it was as of a few couple of days ago since that story came out. So maybe there's something there, you know, maybe it's the uh, summer, maybe it's the Phillies just figuring out how to hit, like you know, anyone hitting stretches. Yeah, go ahead.
1: I went, I'm not sure if, I, if you've been to any Phillies games recently, but I, I kind of used my, you know, I went last week. And I, so
0: I went, the last game I was at was last Saturday, the 12th. It was a four o'clock game
1: against the Yankees. So I watched Cueto and Ross and both those guys, like either, they really love to adjust their hats between every pitch. Or they're, you know, there's something on their hats that they're using, which I'm totally fine with. But I, I don't buy the idea. Like baseball. You they're stopping, game. you're saying? Yeah, they're not going to stop. Baseball is a game where people always get edges, right? Um, you know, if you have a guy on second, you're stealing signs, right? Because that's it's kind of part That's of not cheating, do. though. There's nothing in the rules no, that says you can't No, no, I'm not. But that's, you know, you're getting yourself an edge, right? You know what I mean? You got a guy on second, you can see the catcher. Using you know, substances that, is, it's. Against the rules. I mean, I don't, but, it, but to me, it's like, okay, you're using it to get grip on the baseball to throw it. Like I, to to me, you know, look, spider tack, Yes. But am I upset about, if you're upset about Tyler Glass now using sunscreen, like, you know, I got a little bit of a problem with that, but here's the thing too. This is every level of baseball and like, and you, it's nothing looking,
0: new. I get it. I get it.
1: Like yeah. look at the college world series right now. The K numbers are out of this world crazy. And there's a lot of good pitchers in there. But I guarantee you, those guys are doing it too at that level. Especially those guys are you know doing it in some well, they're shape or pitching
0: form. to try and get drafted, yeah, pitching exactly. in front of scouts. Of course they are, and they're pitching on the biggest stage of their lives thus far.
1: And I have a big problem with them. You know, just kind of getting to this, like because today we're recording, it's on Monday, so this is the day that they're supposed to start the alleged crackdown. Uh, number one, the umpires don't want to enforce it. Like I was watching that game, and um, you know, you could tell the umpire was could see. You know, he's looking right at Johnny Cueto every single time. He knows what's going on. They don't want to get involved with this. one stuff. more they, thing they got to do. Right. It's one more thing they have to do. So, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of where, like, they're getting into it. But, but here's the thing is that now, now baseball is going to fundamentally change a rule in the middle of the season. I have a problem with that
0: because well, – I would argue off-season. they're fundamentally changing the enforcement of a rule in the middle of the season.
1: Well, yes, but but like is, it's, it's going to affect the quality of the play. Like, yes, are, it will. Well, so tangible, would they be, a, there are tangible aspects. They're going to.
0: Would change they be better a, served just waiting to the go offseason for a year and waiting to the off season to say, "Yeah, we're going to care." Okay.
1: Yes, that's what I would do because, like, and once again, I I was really on the same page as Tyler Glasnow. I'm not sure if you saw his comments where he said, "Look, I've got to, you know that game back. I don't think everybody's going to get hurt," but he said, "I really had to choke my pitches because I was getting used to not using sunscreen." He said, "I started to feel really sore." afterwards after the Nationals game he pitched and the next game where he got injured. And I'm not saying it's going to happen to everybody, but this is one of those things where you need to give the guys the offseason to adjust to it. Um, you know, I would kind of say, Hey, look, we're going to start and, you know, looking to enforce it more. We're going to explore enforcing it more. And, you know, we'll make a decision on it in the off season. Like here's the thing is I'm, I'm not sensing any outrage from fans about this stuff. Nobody was mad. No fans were mad about, look, fans are mad about the Astros cheating using video cameras Yeah. But like, this is something, you know, this is, you know, like,
0: well, this is something
1: to me. So there's one tangible
0: difference. There's a couple tangible, tangible differences I see here. Number one, it is very, I think it's easier to understand to the average person. Like we're not major league pitchers. So it is a little bit harder to quantify in our own minds, even for us who watch baseball all the time, how much of an advantage something like spider attack would or would not give a pitcher and the advantage might be different depending on who you are. What the Astros did is incredibly easy to understand, very blatantly against the rules, something that is more frowned upon, more faux pas to do. And it was one specific team doing it, and it led them to a World Series. So they get zero benefit of the doubt and get basically every, like the X put on their back because everyone knows that they did this. And basically because a COVID outbreak at the beginning of last season happens and then there's no fans in the stands last year they get away from getting heckled getting heckled and, the, and they not to say that they haven't they went to yankee stadium this year people had trash cans people had signs and spring training people have signs getting removed which is all stadium, fair game
1: Let's be honest. which is which is
0: all fair game but they would have had like a national tour last year where it would have just been like hey come out and boo the astros right they kind of got away like they be, just became the villains of the league when you have guys on every team doing this. And you can't pinpoint, hey, we don't, for fans anyway, you can't say, hey, we just like your guy for cheating because our guy's cheating too.
1: Quick pause in the action today. Let you guys know today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by Wealthfront, stonks, memes, rocket ships. Day trading can be a lot of fun, but if you want to actually grow your long term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every year. In fact, only 1% of day traders actually beat the market. The odds are not in your favor if you're doing it alone. That's why you should team up with Wealthfront. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB to get your first $5,000 managed for free. For life, go to Wealthfront.com slash MLB. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash MLB to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB to get started today. Yeah. And I, don't, so, so, so I don't view it as cheating. That's the that's thing. Well, the and, uh, okay, so that, so okay, so why, if if so why have it in the rules? So why have it in the rules? So, because to me, they've made so many changes recently. That they're trying to—I mean—I don't really know what the objective here is because nobody here is, is saying, sure, spider tag. I mean, if you're if you're sensing that, like, that's fine, but like, it, you know, because I mean, it, you can tell the ball on that too. I mean, that, that's—it's the substance is so distinct that you can definitely tell on that. That—that's like—I mean, you know, people were talking about the, the Sports Illustrated article where it's like, yeah, balls are sticking to you know, sticking to somebody's hand, things of that nature. Like, sure. Shouldn't be having, having that, you know, Pineda's got whatever it was caked on his neck. Yeah. You know, hide a little bit better than that, but I mean, guys touching well,
0: they got it on the glove, the strings of the glove, you've gotten well, creative guys are it.
1: touching their gloves, you know, and, and just doing that real quick. And, and I'm, and I'm not somebody who thinks it's a gigantic deal. And here's the thing hitters on the, on, on the whole, I've not heard a lot of outrage because the, the big thing for them is like, their job is to make adjustments. Like I think the down offense was only going to be temporary. Baseball hitters, I don't think this is going to be like a multi year trend. The guys are able to adjust. Also, well, we, have seen, we, have seen stri- we
0: have seen strikeouts up for a while. They That's just not changed, new.
1: Okay, well, yeah, but they just changed the baseball, right? So it like. What'd you, you make of what Pete Alonzo said? I, about, I Well, he said a couple things. I, I wasn't necessarily all on board with all of what he said.
0: but I, yeah. mean, I mean, the part about the baseball being changed year to year dictating who the free agent class is
1: that i don't buy at all that i do not agree with uh i think because it makes no sense what that wouldn't help who would that help that would help the players right i mean unless like, unless like, the
0: argument is that you would do it in years
1: so do dead in the baseball like this year because there's a bunch of free agent shortstops coming up
0: so it would actually, you well, could reverse it. It would help. The, it. The owners, it, yeah, it would, help, it would not, help the owners.
1: They're not deadening the baseball to to make. I mean, sure there could
0: be incentive one way or the other, but you're I don't. Just not I don't.
1: But like that's so specific to be like, yeah, there's a bunch of, there's we got some free agents coming up this year, you know. So we got dead. So, so what do you
0: make of them in general, just changing the baseball as a whole? Like we don't hear this. In I didn't. Other, I didn't. I
1: don't like so it. So it's like in other the, sports, like
0: a few years ago, you, you talked about changes within the middle of the season. I didn't like a few years ago when balls are flying out of the ballpark left and right, and then we get to the playoffs, and, they deaden the, and they're, deaden and they like, working in dead and balls. Like, shouldn't you yeah, be that playing? Shouldn't, that you be, shouldn't you be using the same? First of all, how hard is it to figure out what kind of baseball you should be using? I, not that, look, I played through high school, but we had one kind of baseball, and I get it's a Rawlings Major League Baseball, but how hard is it to decide on this is the baseball we're using. We're not going to try and spark more offense by juicing these balls, and we're not going to try and completely deaden the offense by taking it away. Like, at a certain point, don't you just say, this is the ball, go play
1: with it? Well, that's the problem is they're overreacting to trends, right? And so in a sport where it's all about adjustments, right? I mean, everybody's always making adjustments. That's the issue. Or they should be anyway. Yeah, yeah, but but I mean, like, the good, well, that's what the good players do, right? I mean, the the good players stay in the league. You know, the guys, you know, we've been able to, I mean, like a guy, like, you know, a good example would be Andrew McCutcheon, Gene Segura, right? As they get older, you're, you know, pitchers, same way too. John Lester's of the world, your Bartolo Cologne's of the world, right? Johnny Cueto's of the world. As you get older, you make adjustments to whatever it is that you have to do to make sure you can stay in the league and keep going. And that the problem is now is that the constants are, are being taken away, right? So the constants in terms of the quality of the baseball, the constants in terms of can I use sunscreen or rosin or whatever it is on the ball, right? So once you start playing with those factors, then you're, you're starting to mess up general trends and you can't be overreacting to those, those trends then because they're not, they're not authentic or natural. And so to me, like the whole, you know, the situational hitting has been bad. It's going to get better. Like, I don't think, you know, if the baseballs are deadened and offense is down, then teams have no choice. Why would you stress launch angle if you can't hit as many home runs, right? There's no point in doing it. So eventually, you know, this is, these are professionals. They're going to catch up to the, to the you know, the standards. So that, that, but the problem is, once again, once you start playing with everything, that's when, that's when there's no consistency. And I want consistency. That's what I ask for. I, I would love
0: consistency too. What, so what baseball are you going back to? Are you leaning more on the offense side of the baseball, the defensive yes. side? of Okay, so you want the juice balls again or what?
1: Not all the way there. I mean, like, there are a couple that, that were flying out of the park. You're like, that's a routine to right it field. like a
0: pop-up. Right. You're like, oh, no.
1: And it's like, in you know, the humid days, it's like that ball's – I mean, that's not coming. Pop-up, that's
0: 320 feet. It looks like the St. Louis that's Arch. Out, yeah.
1: yeah, it looks like the St. Louis Arch out there, just just right into the right field. So, I mean, I think, like, there's a way to find a middle ground between the two, you know. And, and once again, I would, I would talk to pitchers on this. And I, I think – because every single time I hear hitters talk about it, like, they're – they cliff floyd was on uh mlb network i'm not saying he speaks for everybody but he was like yeah i i knew guys were doing stuff like i didn't really get mad well, about of course it, they knew it
0: like yeah, of course, didn't get mad about it's, it, it's hard to like, know kind
1: of the way it is like it, it's just basically a challenge then to be like okay what can i do to fix that what can i do to beat them you know so i think that's how aren't you guys rewarding are the
0: wrong thing like if you don't in, in a world where you don't enforce it aren't you rewarding guys for breaking the rules just by not enforcing it and those who Actually, listen to the rules. Like it would be like in. The, I, I it's not. I'm not saying it's the same thing. I'm not saying it's going to define the era or it's as big of an issue. But go back to the steroid era. The guy who doesn't take steroids. That's not okay, doing so. That's
1: so. Here's the thing: is with with this with this situation, it's like it's so widespread, right? I mean, there are so few guys who do it, and it makes sense. In the middle of summer, your hands are sweaty. You know what I mean? You're it's, you're playing. That's you why you have play the rosin play. bag, right? Right, but but why not like get a little extra grip on the pitch? You know, well, sure. and, if
0: I knew that I wasn't going to get caught, I would do whatever I could.
1: Yeah. But like, come on, if we're using, I mean, sunscreen is, is not the difference between whether Tyler Glass now gives up three home runs or, or two home runs. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, he it's, obviously it's, thinks it's making some difference if he's using well, it. Yeah. Yeah. But what I'm saying is like, in the end of the day, it's going to come down to your ability, right? Even the guys that we know are using stuff can still, can still get tagged. It's not like this insurmountable, uh, chasm that they have to cross. So I, for me, like, once again, Baseball is horrible at handling these kind of situations, um, whether it be like the COVID thing last year with the Dodgers or the, you know, or the, 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 baseball being changed year to year. Like if you're trying to grow this game, which they need to do right now, because it's it, it, baseball becoming hockey. It's so localized baseball. Is, it's always been localized. It, although becoming- as of
0: a few weeks ago, I think I saw, and I don't have the numbers in front of me to back it up. I I believe the ratings were actually up from a year ago.
1: Right. But overall popularity, like, so, you know, right. Yes. I'm, it's, I'm, it's, it
0: is very localized. And you
1: work in local that. radio too. And, and I, you know, looking for, for jobs elsewhere, talking to, talking to people, you know, talking to some guys at a radio station and another big market. And they're like, yeah, I mean, and for a team that's good, I'm not going to say which team it is, but they're like, yeah, we just on a day-to-day basis, like, you know, nobody really cares. You know what I mean? And that's, that's the well, big there's a, issue. There's that,
0: 162 games. You can't like today right. in Philly, you're reacting to a game seven season ending loss. The day right. after an Eagles game, there's 16 of them. And when the Eagles win a game, it's like the Phillies winning for two weeks, like winning every game for two weeks. And if, with the Eagles losing a game, it's like every game for two weeks. There's some game cities that are dictates, exceptions. You know, you
1: know like, 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 I'm like, I'm just talking right. about here.
0: Like I'm I'm speaking right. to here. You can't you can react to NFL. Okay, now we're at 17 games, whatever it is. You, every single game dictates the outcome of your season so much and so much changes right. with injuries that there is a week's worth of stuff to get to. You can't even get to everything you want to because you're living and dying on every play. You can't do that with 162 baseball games. Like he just, for can't. example, it,
1: 2019 Nats were 12 games, 1931. And remember, Dan, they comfortably made the playoffs. Like, you know, they, they I think they ended up, I'm not sure how many games they there's time there. to make ground up. But like, yeah, there's so much time. You know, I used the example of the Mets a few years ago. No, I
0: love that. But I turn on the Phillies every night. And it's like, I mean, it's annoying when it becomes a recurring thing. But if they go out there and have a stinker in isolation, I'm not like, wow, this really right. sucks. Like, I'm, I'm losing my mind here. It's like they play tomorrow.
1: Right. And, and so that's, that is, you know, it, here's the thing is that. It's spreading your energy out more right. over the course of time. They've got the ability too to, to grow the game right now because there's so many good young stars, right? There's so many good young stars across the game of baseball. Uh, the Atlanta loves Ronald Acuna, you know. Obviously, if Bryce plays well, people love Bryce Harper, right? Uh, you know, good example. The Mets, you know, if Lindor I guess, plays well, you know they love Lindor. They love the Grom this is a good example there too. You know, there are a lot of those guys in Tatis, out West, and you know it goes on and on. They've got a chance to grow this game, and the problem is, and this is going to be even accentuated more once we hit this summer because of the labor dispute. Um, This sport can't get out of its way. And it continues to be like that. And I feel like this is another example. Like nobody knows what this enforcement is going to look like. I mean, we're going to be yanking guys off the mound, you know, in in certain times. So it's just going to be. Hopefully, well,
0: I guess they're hoping it's just enough to scare guys. I mean, if you didn't believe that people were doing it before, Garrett Cole's answer was, much less than convincing, almost convinces.
1: I thought it was a good answer, was. Dan. I thought he really uh, denied. You, well. you
0: thought he really denied it? Well, you, yeah. think you'd be, you want him as your witness
1: in court? Yeah, no, they, he was strong. He'd be strong on the stand.
0: Yeah, awful. Like, if you're going to cheat, you better at lying about yeah, I know. cheating. On, uh,
1: so, this series is going to be very interesting, because Zach Wheeler versus Max Scherzer is... It's is another
0: great... We had fantastic. last week here in Philly, kind of got overshadowed again by the Sixers series, and they had a brutal game five loss, but we had Wheeler, Kershaw, and it was at 10 o'clock at night on a weeknight. So, you know, I was working at the station at the time and I got weird sleep hours and I have weird hours because of it. So I'm up late watching the game and I was really enjoying watching it. But this is a, people are still stinging about uh, the Sixers, but now the Phillies, again, they're carrying the summer until uh training camp around here. So in Eagles training camp around here, So we got a good pitching matchup here on Tuesday at Citizens Bank Park. Again, between Zach Wheeler, who has by far been the ace of the Philly staff this season, going up against Max Scherzer, who's been a really, really good pitcher for a really long time, the same way Clayton Kershaw has. And I'm I'm very much looking forward to it.
1: One more pause for the cause on today's show. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag. You guys know the deal. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, obviously, and you can track all the action at betonline.ag. Get the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, UFC, boxing, and more. For the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get in on the game as teams are in the midst of their playoff runs, MLB teams are in the middle of their summer sessions. And also College World Series happening right now, too. Head to the website on your mobile device or sign up today on your laptop, whatever it is that you use. Use the promo code locked on. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N locked on for a 50% deposit bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Today's Locked on Nationals podcast is also brought to you by RockAuto.com. RockAuto.com is the best place to find affordable parts for your car or truck. There are thousands of parts from hundreds of manufacturers at RockAuto.com. You can save time and money when you go there today. Why choose to spend up to 30, 50, and even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? Example: a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353. From a chain store, but it's two sixteen from rockauto.com. Go to rockauto.com today, check out all those available parts that like I talked about, right? Locked on in their how did you hear about us box? That way they know we sent you. Amazing selection, always low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. I wanna just like every single time I talk to you, I feel like we we revisit the point that remember when people laughed at that contract they gave zach wheeler and he, he's uh, done everything to, i mean the foresight to be like yeah we're gonna pay him for the guy he can be and, and also to the, the well, I, I was one of them like i'll admit before the season i was like
0: you know he had a really good season last year it was by far his best year it was over a much smaller sample size wasn't right. even a full it was a 60 game season not 162 all these guys only got a handful of starts and i'm saying everyone can be high on zach wheeler Maybe he just reverts back to a number two or number three. It turns out one of the Phillies ace pitchers is going to do that. That was Aaron Nola. He's kind of, he's pitching closer to a three than an ace this season. Now the Phillies overall in the top three of the rotation has been good enough to win. Zach Wheeler's just been tremendous. Guy's going to be an all-star Zach Eflin. You can make the argument has been your second best pitcher. Aaron Nola just got shelled in San Francisco the other day. He It's hard to buy into him, too, because he goes out and pitches great against the Yankees. and That was probably his best start since six weeks beforehand when he goes complete game shutout against the St. Louis Cardinals. But other than that, he's been, you know, he's been fine. He's been good, but he's not anywhere close to what you would expect Aaron to be. Not nearly living up to how well we've seen him pitch in previous seasons. And he's always had struggles pitching in September and pitching in big games but the home road splits for him are real. The just struggling overall, he, he doesn't look like he has his sharpest stuff or he hasn't for most starts this season. I'm still optimistic that he's capable of having a strong second half because we've seen it from him before, but he has really taken a step back as the face of this Phillies rotation. And Zach Wheeler has done above and beyond to fill that void.
1: Yeah, you know, I thought it was really curious to the fact that he was able to stay in the division. Right. And still be this good. You know, sometimes you think changes facing the same guys. Yeah. Right. Change the scenery, get, get the, get totally away uh, from where you were. And I think it's been, he's been awesome to watch, Um, you know, and I'm this, I mean, like this is a legit two aces pitching matchup that we've gotten. And big question here is Max Scherzer groin injury. It's what he's coming off of right now. How will he look? Uh, So that's something to watch is look at the mobility. And because said of the million times groin injuries, we saw with Anthony Davis time. The only thing to help you time. There's no, uh, you know, no magic wand that can help you with that injury. It's one of those that just needs rest. Let's see how he looks. He, it says undecided right now on ESPN, but he walked by reporters yesterday or uh, this weekend at Nats park at some point and said, uh, see you guys Tuesday. So, you know, we think he should be good to go. And then, uh, the second pitching matchup I'm blanking now, who is, who is the game? So two I believe it's
0: matchup? Eric Fetty versus Velasquez.
1: Oh yes, yeah. So, Eric. Fett, okay. So this is, this is an interesting. One. Last time we saw Vince Velasquez, he hit Austin both in the face. So not saying there's any, you know, like true animosity there, but it was unfortunate. Um, Eric Fetty's on a tear right now. Eric Fetty is on an absolute. Tear I, right
0: I was going to say, I'm looking at this pitching matchup. These numbers don't look like Eric Fetty numbers. Yeah. I, his last
1: his, 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 in his last, um, his, his ERA is down innings.
0: to 3.33. The last time the Philly saw him, I think it was over five.
1: Yep. He has not allowed a, a, a run in his last three out uh, last three starts. And um, you know he walks a little bit. Big thing is when there's traffic on the base paths, can you get to him some? But he's been really strong, and they needed that when Scherzer and Strasburg were out. Corbin was struggling. John Lester wasn't very good. Poor Eric Fetty pitched his best game against the Diamondbacks, then got in the COVID list. So uh, he had to deal with that and came back. And was well, really strong. you know,
0: pumped the brake. Everyone pitches well against the Diamondbacks. So, you know, I don't, I don't know. Well, to I mean,
1: it's a build. It's confident. Well, he was I know, one of Those I really know. like, he's objectively in control. You know what I mean? Like it wouldn't matter what team he as, as he should be. Correct. Yeah. He was, he was in control of the game. So, uh, and then Vince Velasquez, I mean, you know, God, he fall- like he's been a he's Philly for how long?
0: Six years, six years for, for Vinny Velo. And wow. I didn't want him back. And the only reason were. Seeing him start in this rotation again this year is because they went out and signed Chase Anderson and Matt Moore, and neither worked out. And they basically figured that out within four to six weeks. Now, between COVID protocol and injuries and just flat out poor performance, those guys have basically been knocked out of the rotation. The back end of those rotations become Velasquez. And you're not going to see it in this series, but the Spencer Howard piggyback approach, where Spencer Howard, who was the Phillies' top pitching prospect, is a starter in there's rotation, but can only go three to four innings because his velocity just falls off. And they're also trying to kind of load manage his innings a little bit. So they do this piggyback thing where they bring in Ranger Suarez, who's been pretty good or Bailey falter, who just got recalled last week and they basically pitch them another three innings behind them. So combined, it's like a respectable start. Almost now we could sit here and debate the merits of that, of whether that's a long-term solution or just something they're doing here. In the short term, I actually did a whole episode on it last week. But Velasquez, look, he's not he's not anything special. He's coming off a the game the other night in against the Giants. Four innings, three earned runs. He doesn't go that deep in the games. His stuff isn't he, command has often been an issue with him. He walked four guys in four innings in this game. His ERA last time we spoke was significantly... low. Maybe it was just a couple of weeks ago. I mean, his ERA was down to three... He got down to 295 at one point. I'm looking here at the history. As of May 25th, he had pitched six innings, no runs against the Marlins. He got that ERA down to 295. He then comes back. The following start allows six runs in three innings against the Reds. He allowed three runs in four innings against the Nationals, two runs in five innings against the Yankees, and then three runs in four innings against the Giants. He can't go that deep into games he has the tendency to walk a lot of guys you have to have a quick hook with him but that's what we got going here in game two and believe it or not he is a better option than anderson or more it's just kind of unfortunate that and upsetting as someone who watches this team day in and day out that that's your best option that the drop off from the top three in your rotation to velasquez who's in year six and you know what he is and spencer howard who can't go more than three to four innings and you have to bring in a reliever behind him to make it work, like that's your other two out of five days. Uh,
1: I want to go specific here with my prediction. I'm going to say split. I, I usually predict. Well, that's an easy, I, well, hold that's, on. A, that's a coward's prediction. I think, I think Zach Wheeler gets, gets the better of Max Scherzer this time around because Max got the better of him last time. And then I think Eric Fetty uh, continues to pitch okay. And I think the Nationals win the second game of the series. So I'm going split. That's how it's going to happen. What do you have?
0: So that's a coward's prediction, but I'm going to predict the same thing. That
1: I'm predicting. Sure. I, well, I predicted specifically how it would happen. So that's. I, I know, but it's I, so I'd easy to say, well, say I they'll split. Uh, I wouldn't specific, specifically how it would happen.
0: That's, I, I do. I do happen to agree with you. Zach Wheeler right now is a point in television here in Philadelphia. He has been tremendous. Now the Phillies don't always they, they did win the game last week where he actually got the best of Clayton Kershaw and that's no knock on Clayton Kershaw. Just Wheeler, not even with his best stuff, goes 6 innings scoreless, I believe it was, and they get good performances out of the bullpen. They salvage one game out in L.A. I could see this game going similar. I think he'll have a bounce-back performance because that's what he's done. Bounce-back performance from six innings, no runs, by the way, is a pretty high bar, right? I I agree with you. I think the Phillies, I like the Phillies in the first game against Zach Wheeler. You know the Phillies have been 514 times this season. I believe that's a that leads the majors, right? 14 separate times. They've been 500. They win this game on Tuesday. They will, that will be the 15th time they're 500. So just based upon that alone, I think they get back to it. Aggressively average. They, they, they have a strong commitment to being average. If this is a bit, then they're they're really sticking to it here and you got to respect them for that. And then you're right. I don't think they're going to, I could very well see them just coming back the next day, Velasquez will allow three to four runs and the offense won't show up at all. Like I could see an offensive output because the, this team hits and just plays overall better at home. I could see a lot of runs on Tuesday and then you wrap around that Wednesday day game. The, by the way, these quick series that are like over the two game series where one's a day game, it it almost it barely feels like it constitutes as a series because the team's in and out in like 24 hours that yes. and you're just playing. It's like you're just playing like a doubleheader over the course of two days it more so feels like so i think they get one they come back the next day offense is incredibly lackluster velasquez doesn't get shelled but he's out in four or five innings probably allows three or four runs and you're right fetty will go like seven innings allowed two and they'll lose a game like five two or they'll lose a game five one something like that so i will agree with you i think the phillies win the first get back to 500 for again what i believe is the 15th time this season lose game two and then they got a big series coming up within the division and I'm going to have to test out this theory you had with Ryan about so the Phillies have a four game series up in New York this weekend two, double he has to double.
1: He has to decline your invite. So, so I invite. have to,
0: so do you know when he isn't available? So I can offer well, he was that doing, time. He
1: was doing a, he was doing a, uh, a recap of the Cubs guys. So that's why I couldn't get him. Uh, that is why I can also. So I'm going to one wanted to watch I'm ask rain, what time rain, potentially he can. the forecast tomorrow night in Philadelphia so there is a chance we play two on on uh, on Wednesday just saying
0: not out no, which the, would no. be another I know the Mets have a couple doubleheaders this week right the Phillies have a doubleheader on Friday so the last thing they need is to like backlog have two consecutive off days a uh, doubleheader Wednesday off day Thursday doubleheader Friday and then two at the Mets that's a huge Mets series by the way for a Phillies team currently sitting four games back of the Mets and in second place as we sit here today. These are, it's hard to overstate or hard, hard to, it's hard to really label the importance of a series in June. You know, we're just sitting here talking about how there's always time to be made up, but the Phillies and Mets have already played what? Nine, 10 games this season. I'm blanking and I'm looking at the schedule right now. Like they don't have a Uh, ton of games. They played a bunch. Yeah. You would expect them to have, at least a home-and-home home with them in in September. They don't. They go to City Field for three games in September, and I think they have one more home series with them left in August. So they're going to have six games left with the Mets. That's right, because one got rained out. So after this series in New York this weekend, the Phillies are going to have six games left with the Mets, who, as we mentioned earlier, are in first place, sustaining countless injuries this season, and they still sit at the top of the division. It may be an unrealistic feat, but... Is is it ridiculous to say that the Phillies like need to find a way to win three or four in New York?
1: No, I mean you could say that, sure, but you know, to me, I don't it's think like, it's going to happen. To me, it's day to day. It's what it's important. You know, it's, sure. The three of course, four it New is, York but helps, like but that's
0: that's head to head, and they just don't have a lot of. They're not going to have a lot of games in hand. And by the way, the loss column is six games because the Mets still have games to be made up here. Now you hope that they split a bunch of these double headers, and that's where you make up ground. But it's just going to be a lot of – if the Phillies actually want to be in contention for this division, which I believe to be their best route at making the playoffs here just because there are strong teams, especially out in the NL West, and I'm looking at a team like the Brewers who have 40 wins, the Cubs have 40 wins. Like I don't see a wild card spot coming out of the NL East, which is funny because at the beginning of the season we all thought this is where the division that could very likely have multiple playoff teams in addition to the NL West. The Giants have been a surprise. The Cubs and Brewers have been kind of duking it out there at the top of the NL central. They're tied as we sit here today. It's just going to be very difficult to go through the second half of a season constantly. Your goal being trying to catch the team in front of you and not having as many games as you would like at the end of the season. And you're going to look back and kick yourselves for not winning more games when you had the opportunity in April, May, and June, just because these games are scheduled in June. I don't think it loses importance just because of where it is on the schedule. Cause you don't have these games in a perfect schedule. In my opinion would be played in September, but they're not, they're pushed up to June. So you have to treat them almost like September games.
1: Yeah. No, I see where you're coming from. I see where you're coming from, Dan. I always appreciate talking to you. Uh, where can people find you and your work?
0: Uh, yeah, of course. Locked on Phillies at LO underscore Phillies. Make sure you're subscribed on Twitter at Dan underscore Wilson four, Uh, as I mentioned, producer at 94 WIP here in Philadelphia, host of locked on Phillies, also a uh, part-time baseball coach. Now I actually been doing this for a little bit. I don't know if I told you about this. So I, I I've been doing actually for a while now, some, some private lessons on the side, you know, teaching America's youth, uh, America's pastime, the, the fundamentals, how to throw, how to hit anywhere from ages eight to 11. I've been throwing some batting practice recently. And then this weekend I'm helping coach, a team here in the Philly area called Philadelphia prime a nine and under travel team me and a couple of my friends are doing it Uh, kind of a coaching reunion my senior project in high school was coaching baseball and now the same me and the same two other kids are making a return to the coaching field so I'm going to be out there I'm I'm not not planning on being too much of a hardo, but I, I do play to win the game I have my scorebook all ready to go and you better believe i'll be making some double switches with nine-year-olds this uh saturday and sunday i
1: don't doubt it i don't doubt it all right dan appreciate your time man of course always fun josh all right that will do it for today's show make sure you follow us on twitter at lo underscore nationals. you can follow me at josh neighbors underscore until next time my friends as always stay safe